What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to remember to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. That's where all the magic happens, and we're going to be hanging out here and doing our Nerd Thug Radio thing um, all year. We're going to be coming uh, 365 days a year of Nerd Thug Radio madness. Uh, I didn't sign up for a show a day. Hold on. What's that? I said I didn't sign up for a show a day. Hold on. No. Oh, oh, we doing stuff all the time. We're keeping it busy. Uh, and with me and all this, my partner of laissez-faire, uh, Nico, little brother Nico. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. Coming into the new year strong, avoiding work as much as possible. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, this is um, 2021. Does it, does it feel instantly better for you? No, not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. You don't think this is magical in some way? You don't feel just instantly rewarded for surviving 2020? Uh, no, because everyone in my household is sick now. So. Oh, good. Good. Glad yeah. I came and visited. That's, that's great. Well, I mean, everyone started getting sick after you left, so you should be fine. Maybe that's not how incubation works. Maybe now I have it. That's fantastic. Uh, well, it's too bad. Oh, well. Oh, no, well. No. Um, so how were your holidays? We took two weeks off, so no one's talked in a while. How you been, man? Uh, other than that, I've been pretty good. Well, I mean, personally, I've been fine. So you uh, had the no. vid. You had the vid right yeah. as we were wrapping up the year. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was... I, uh, I took a step out of my bunker and immediately died. So How did you get it? Actually... Did you get, do you know where you got it from or what happened? Um, I don't know. <laughs> do you have a guess? I have a guess, but I don't want to say like directly because I don't want to. I feel like it's a little bit rude to be like, you gave it to me. You did this to well, me. Well, I mean, it's not on purpose. I don't think anybody does it to somebody on purpose, but I'm guessing one of your friends had it. Yeah. Because you hung out with the friends. Not too long before. Yeah. So one, one of my friends, friends had it. Had, had rest, it before. Did anybody in the group no, get it? Anybody else? Uh, one other person, but like way back. Oh, okay. So not from that same event. No. Uh, so it was just, it was literally just me. So. Well, that kind of, that's, that kind of sucks then. It might not have been for that then. What else did you do? Can you think? Uh. Again, I'm not sure. It may have been from school, but I doubt it because we're always like we sat a million miles apart. We never, I never really talked with anyone outside of class. And you guys are know. doing masks, I'm sure, right? Yeah, the whole, the whole bit. Like, do y'all even take? You don't take that off at any point during class? No. Yeah, the I only time I saw someone without a mask is when there was there was another class that was like down the hall from mine. And it was literally like the teacher was didn't have his mask on, and the, the the student didn't either. But they're literally on opposite sides of the room, just yelling at each other. So occasionally, I've done that. So uh, obviously, I do some part time stuff with Marinis, and I'm behind a glass, like a plastic thing. So I don't wear one while I'm behind the plastic thing, um, just for for conversation. It's hard to hear some some people behind a mask don't realize their voice is being muffled. Yeah, you have to really, like, yell and enunciate and, like, make sure that you get all the syllables because then they're just like, huh? Right. 
it sounds like Charlie Brown's parents ordering. So I don't wear mine, and I make a point to enunciate, hoping that they kind of pick up the – because people mirror each other in conversations. So yeah, I try yeah. to overdo it, trying to get them to – without being rude or without being like, hey, like no one understands you, dude. Um, Excuse me, sir. What would you like <laughs> to order? So like if I go to the restroom or anything, I wear the mask, and then sometimes if it's just me and BMAC at the front of a – at the front over there on the gaming side, I'll talk to him for a few minutes and we'll just stay in like nine feet apart without masks on. Just, just know just each other. Just a mile but... apart. Like, no, I think yeah, we both I'm, trust each talking... other, but neither one of us wants to be the one to do it, you know? <laughs> when, when I'm talking like they were on the other side of the room, they're probably, there was probably a good 12, 14 feet apart. Like they were yelling. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I like the idea of them just being. <laughs> like clear like, corners of the room. Yeah, there's like one of them's behind his desk talking about philosophy, and the other one's talking about philosophy, but a mile apart. It's really funny. That's the way to do a philosophy class. <laughs> you know, like every every time, it's really irritating because in philosophy they they tell you how they taught philosophy like back in the day, and it sounds so much better than what they're doing now. <laughs> it's like, well, how come we just didn't do that? <laughs> I I can only imagine. Um, I don't. Well, I don't really like. I don't know. I never liked. I was never a school guy. I I just never was. If it hadn't been for the fact that there were girls in the class, I probably would have given up on school a long time ago. I mean, you did, but I mean, I mean, I went long enough. <laughs> to be fair, I went a long time to get a two year degree. It took me four years. Hey, that's about the length of time. <laughs> Lots of people go to school for eight years, Janice. Yeah, Todd, they're usually called doctors, though. It's from some cartoon movie. I don't remember what. Usually called doctors. <laughs> oh, I think it's uh, I think it might even be a Chris Farley movie. I think it might be Black Sheep, now that I'm saying it out loud. I think uh, it was him and David Spade going back and forth. Old David Spade. It's funny to hear – so now they're all old and mellow, right? Well, except Chris Farley, obviously. But it's funny to hear them all get together or to talk about – He's like, real, though. Right. Uh, but it's also funny to hear them talk about Chris Farley because, like, over time, it's gotten less complimentary but, like, more – like, funny but more real. And, and he yeah. was clearly a guy, like, struggling with all kinds of things. Um, and David Spade was half terrified of him, half loved him. Well, I mean, I feel like if you're not like that as a comedian, then I don't know what I don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, I feel like yeah, every, no, like you, like real like, I'm talking, yeah, like real comedian like like Robin Williams like. But see, I don't know that I believe Robin Williams was that depressed. <sighs> I think at the end there was. I think that diagnosis scared him. I don't know anything about his personal life. I, I, I really don't. Uh, he's one of those people that I, I've I've always had such love and respect for him that I've never really wanted to look into it. Like, well, what if it turns out he's a really terrible human being? Like, every book about him is like kind of a racist, sort of didn't like the Jews. And you're like, oh, man. I haven't heard that yet. So <laughs> and that may just be for respect, the fact that he's not alive anymore. <laughs> or just no one's read the books because they all like him. 
Yeah, that's one. So like, so like, it goes one of two ways. It's like they die, and either like all their dirty laundry comes out because now they can't defend themselves, right? Or like they die, and they're like, oh, they're dead, so you can't say anything now. It's like, are we just not going to talk about how they're terrible? It's like, no. Uh, no. You, you know who? It's going to be a weird conversation when they die. It's going to be Art Kelly. Oh man. But, like, he's, like, actively a terrible person. Right. Except there's, like, this whole community who just loves him. Yeah. And like, also doesn't him. have a big problem with what he's done. That's the that's the weird part is when they recognize it. It's kind of like those really gross, like, experiments people did on, like, dating profiles where it's, like, they're super attractive or they're super successful. But they're like, but I'm literally the worst. And it's like, well, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I, I saw one of those where somebody put on there. Um, it was like a it was a male model was all the images they used, but then they put in the profile that they were a registered sex offender. Um, right, and it's like no one cared. Like hundreds of matches, hundreds of women were matching with this guy, and like some of them asked, like uh, they were some of them within the first two or three questions they asked about it. Some of them didn't ask about it. Some of them didn't care. Um. One even said, well, it just means I'll hire another someone else to babysit when I hang out with you. Like, like clearly making the joke of it. But yeah, like, like also acknowledging like, that this person can't be around their kids, but it's okay. Yeah, that's, that's uncomfortable. It definitely shows, like, what we Sometimes... say. Well, that, that there's, like, there's something we say in public, and then there's something, like, internally where we're like, well, if no one knew, this would be okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. It's and that's like how I date people. resolution. I date out loud the, the thing that we're not supposed to say. I guess that's fair. I like to imagine it's like it's like New Year's it's like New Year's resolutions. Like you have the ones that you're like, I'm gonna get in shape, I'm gonna do this, and your real ones where it's like won't become an alcoholic. Won't oh. try and die. <laughs> Who says that? Like, wow. It's more of an internal thing. <laughs> you don't tell people that one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is the year I turn to alcoholism. No, this is the year I don't turn to alcoholism. Oh, well, that's less fun. Look, you you, you get your shakes out at, at the New Year's party, and then you, you bring it back in. <laughs> what are you trying to be boring, Nico? We got a show to make. You get drunk. <laughs> one of these days, Corey. One of these days. <laughs> You're going to be like, hey, Nico, it's time to record. I'm going to be just destroyed and be like, yeah, I got you. Hold on. <laughs> if I even. <laughs> I would try and get you to record on the times when I thought you were drunk. If I really thought you were sitting around drinking all the time, because I bet that would be funnier. <laughs> I don't know, because I don't <laughs> I can't think I'm that funny normally. <laughs> <laughs> I could just be me laughing at stupid things and not making any sense. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty good. That'd be a good hour right there. Also, swearing a lot. I do not censor myself. Like uh, it's hard. It's hard enough. Like just normally. You know what I've noticed though is since we've been doing the show, like I almost never curse now unless I'm in like a funny type conversation. Oh yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Like I, I like now. I almost like if I'm just in public, I almost never curse now because it's just my habit now. It's funny you've you've been taught the ways. I'm now a public figure. 
Mike's always live until it's not. That's right. That's right. That's going to be one of the things that brings me down. <laughs> live mics. Live mics. Almost happened a couple times. It really, well, I mean, yeah, they're out there. Those are my favorite gaps, though, when the mic is live and people say stuff, when they're just being too honest. Yeah. Or when, or, or when an athlete just answers a question honestly. Those are my favorite moments. So why did you lose? Yeah, yeah. What was the mindset there? To win the game. That was my favorite. When Baker Mayfield got mad his rookie season and was just like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> such a dumb question. It is a dumb question. Like, it's such a stupid – like, sports reporters ask – like, most of the questions they ask are stupid. Um, And then one guy was trying to do one – apparently both times the Rockets and the Warriors played in the conference finals were years of floods here in Houston. And wow, that's, a, that's a weird idea. There was a Golden State reporter who was trying to like write right. that Golden State coming to Houston was bad for Houston and was trying to incorporate that into the article. And so he was trying to get any kind of quote about like rain and the weather with the Warriors. So in that in those playoffs, and he must have been somebody that they don't know because they, they were on guard, like they caught it every time. Draymond Green finally like chewed him out and was like Guy, this is like the fourth time you've asked me about the weather while we're playing this these playoffs. We're playing the playoffs. We're in the Western Conference Finals. What are you asking, dog? Like, what are you trying to do? What do you want? Yeah, and also, this is a terrible thing to conflate because it's like, oh, look, your sports team's losing and your house was destroyed. What a loser. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe the Rockets should quit tempting fate. <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, no one likes you. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> like brutal right like what a terrible thing to even write down yeah like that's like that's kind of that's the joke you put on like your comedy set like but to yourself because you're like that's kind of mean yeah that's something you do at the 2am show yeah you know no one cares you're everyone's drunk <laughs> this this joke is going to offend some people but honestly no one cares enough to get on stage at this point and be mad <laughs> Also, this is not, like, official reporting. You aren't getting paid to do this. Right. Yeah, and, and, like, so somehow his... I don't know. You know how some of those websites do, like, more than just the sports? Like, Bill Simmons incorporates a lot of stories and stuff into his sports writing. And so, yeah, I guess... But like, sto- like, stories are usually fine. But usually, like, with, like, when you're trying to, like, directly correlate them, it just feels a little forced. Right, right. Like, ooh, Golden State Warriors are having a real bad year. Even the Earth is on fire. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like thousands of people's homes have been destroyed. Do you, do you even care? Um. Okay, I got a question for you. So Blake Shelton debuted his brand new country song on New Year's Eve. All right, cool. Okay, you ready? No. It's called Minimum Wage. All right, cool. Off to a good start. Yep. And the, and essentially, it's a love song to Gwen Stefani. All right. And in it, the chorus is basically, girl, your love can make a man feel rich even on minimum wage. Okay. Kind of sweet, right? Yeah, like a corny, corny country love song. Okay. How do you feel about the timing of that? 
this particular year when the government literally issued two stimulus checks to most of the population? Uh, I mean, not a great look, but I mean, like, it could have been worse. Ooh, how, how, how what would have made that worse? I mean, keep in mind the song is called Minimum Wage. Yeah, but, like, it's clearly a setup for, like, a really corny, like, midline, like, oh, you make me feel rich even on minimum wage. Like, one, like, it's still already a little bit offensive you're calling it minimum wage considering you're a millionaire musician, but, you know, whatever. Okay, all right. That's my that's my first issue with it, too. I think that, I think if you make a million dollars, one of the things you may want to stay away from is, is how poor other people are. <laughs> yeah, but he's not, yeah, I, I guess. But, like, he's trying to make, like, a, like, a, like, I don't really have problem with, like, corny, cheesy lines like that because, like, it's clear that's not really the intention there to be, like, look at all the poor people and how sad and tragic their lives are. <laughs> kind of wish like, it was now that you said it that way. <laughs> like, that's that's where it gets offensive. Look at this they're schmuck. Like, they're, like... <laughs> Like, it would have been more offensive. It's like, can't believe you found this kind of love on minimum wage, you know? Okay, all right. That's right. You're right. That's, that's a good point. Like, like it feels like cheating because I only make minimum wage. Yeah. Okay, that would be a worse question. That would be a worse chorus. I give you that. Um, yeah, he got, he got hurt a little bit on Twitter for that. He got, some people were pretty, they were like, this is completely out of touch. <laughs> well, I mean, like any any time a, a superstar tries to make a like, I'm in touch with the pores. It's like the fact that you address them like that's a little bit offensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, truthfully, there is usually uh, country music has always done a good job of convincing you that they're still poor people. You know, um, it's my favorite. One of my favorite Bo Burnham clips is the the Mass Appeal country song. Yeah, and there's a ton of them. It. It's like it, he just talks about like every generic country song, and he's like, he's like, these boots have never seen dirt in their life. They're three thousand dollars, <laughs> and that's sort of the point. Like those guys are completely out of touch, but it doesn't stop them from trying to present the universe as this thing where they're they're in touch, like they know what they're doing. Yeah, like they're like you're never gonna go backstage and see them, you know, actually jump in their '94 Chevrolet. Unless it's like a souped up, swagged out. Right. It's got like spinners on it. I don't know. You don't know enough about cars to finish that sentence. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I ran out of things immediately after I said 96 and then Chevrolet. I love the energy though. Because you did immediately give up. You were just like, 96 Chevrolet with things. Yeah, it was, I don't need to go on cars. I'm like the farthest thing from a car person. It's like my favorite thing when people are like, hey, bro, you like this car? And it's like, yep, sure goes. Yeah. The, the start, <laughs> of course. Well, then I'm in. Yeah. 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 Does, it, does it travel at least 35 miles an hour? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, I got some guy on the road mad at me the other day because I was taking a delivery uh, to an apartment complex. And so I was trying to pull up a map on my phone. So I wasn't going a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, my favorite my favorite thing is when people get mad at you for going a little under the speed limit. No, I definitely was. I mean, I was right there. That's or great, going. So I was going the speed limit. I was going forty, but like this guy was yeah, right but... on me the whole time. The second he could pass, also he, he my did. Favorite. Yeah, 
they do the thing where they honk at you and then they drive around you yeah. and you zoom off and you're like... Or you could have just changed lanes like a normal person. Yeah, or you could have just waited 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's a reason why insurance rates in Harris County are the highest ever. Is that accurate? In entire... uh, yeah, the Harris County males under 25 is the highest car insurance premium in the entire country. Wow, sucks to be you. Literally, yeah, just me. <laughs> I mean, you and a bunch of other people, but just you, yeah. I mean, yeah, we were talking between the two of us. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am a 22-year-old. <laughs> Man, so today uh, I was uh, binging the Lego Masters. Or yesterday, I should say, Sunday. I was binging Lego Masters. What is Lego Masters? It was like a, it was a Fox reality show. Will Arnett was hosting it. They were, it was a competition. They were giving them builds, and then they were supposed to... It was a competition show. Oh, that's awesome. It actually was really impressive. Um, I realized, like... Apparently, there's just a whole subset of adults who still play with Legos. Because each of these people had their own build room back in their house. Oh, yeah. No, I already knew that. That's literally the whole point of the Lego movie. That's true. But I thought Will Ferrell was supposed to be, like, a weirdo in that movie. No, he's supposed to be like an average salary man who has a passionate love of Legos because they're pretty badass. You know, they're not very expensive. I suppose you really could. Sometimes Legos get real expensive. Well, the bigger ones do, but he, I mean, most of the sets are between 50 and 100 bucks. Like, yeah, ideally, like if you're if an you, adult like if, with a regular job, that shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, when, when I say like expensive, I'm talking like unopened sets from like the early 80s oh yeah if you're like a collector but that's it that's anything honestly that's one of the things about nerd thug radio that i kind of want to kind of expand upon this year is the idea of like the people who nerd out about other things basically collectors of anything are nerds yeah that's true they're nerds of a different variety of a different ilk yeah but like if they're gonna put down the money to go track down a 1988 lego set yeah, they're a nerd. Which I mean, a lot, a lot of them do. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's the thing you're into, you're gonna. It's like books. People who are into first edition books. Yeah, that's true. This, first edition. This is books. a first edition Harry Potter. It's now worth twenty two thousand dollars. It's like going into the half price books, and they have like a they have a section, and it's like rare oldie books, and it's like in a case, and they're like four hundred dollars, and you're like, oh my gosh. I didn't even pay four hundred dollars for a college textbook. Yeah. Well, that's the most expensive book I've ever seen. And I paid almost four hundred dollars for a textbook once. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting there. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be four hundred by the time the next generation graduates. Oh yeah, no. Screw the college year twenty thirty because textbooks are going to be nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I can only imagine, man. They got to do something about rising college prices, or people are just going to stop going at some point. Yeah, like I, like I really feel like we're about to hit the wave of like everyone's just like, do I really need this? And they're like, no. All right. Well, after well, listen. I mean, honestly, the number of people this year who should have just gone to University of Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like the number of people, like right, like un, like unfortunately, like to now is the easiest time to have gone to college ever right. in your entire life. Right. Speaking as someone who's currently in college, um, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I literally, like, when the pandemic first started, my, my, I had a psych professor who literally just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like when like when they closed campus, they were like, "All right, see when it opens." And then they're like, "Hey, we're not opening campus for their day." Or they're like, "Here's like five quizzes. See you later." <laughs> well, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Like, I got an email like saying I completed the course before I even knew I'd finished. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'm done. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> a past psych. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, and it was like, she was like the most annoying of my teachers too. So it was like, oh, baller. I don't have to go to class. And it, like, she gave up. Sick. That's awesome. It's also really sort of pathetic. Like, how hard is your life, Yo. lady? Like, come on. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't write anything else. Yes. And I mean, like, that's the thing is like because they because college students have such control over like their classes, like they legitimately don't have to do anything. Anything they don't want to do, they're not going to. That's for sure. I think it's silly. Like that's incredible to me. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I love the I idea. Didn't that have to take just like oh well, I I don't know what to do here. Yeah, didn't have to take a final. There wasn't like nothing. <laughs> Gosh, how will you ever survive? How will I ever survive? <laughs> oh, man. All right, this looks like a good spot to jump out and take a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. We're going to recap 2020, and then we're going we're gonna to mention what we are looking forward to here in 2021, Nerd Thug Radio-wise. Uh, we'll be right back. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so take out uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Townjonovitz, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. All right, welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5 the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, Nico's going to have some cosplayers of the day up there for you to check out here on Monday. And um, we're going to start 2021 off with a bang, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to do that by first getting rid of 2020. 
But I guess before we do that, Nico, do you got the email pulled up? You ready to do uh, the adventure begins then? Uh, yes. I like it. I like it. That's the sound of preparation right there. <laughs> it took me a while. I had to make sure it was the right one. <laughs> I definitely did an ad where halfway through I was like, uh, these dates have all passed. Okay. <laughs> you can do these things if you were there in the past. Right. And I was like, uh, but tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and tell our friends about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more on 1488. So The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Uh, are open and at full operating hours. Uh, you're going to wear a mask. You're going to have to wear a mask if you want to come inside. But they do have table space and private rooms available. Uh, but if you want to be a little bit more safe, they do have curbside and delivery options. So they have events running back up. Monday, January 4th is Miniature Monday. Free event every Monday. Uh, come hang out, paint, construct, show off your minis. Uh, and you can ask the uh, employees for in-store paints and supplies. Uh, new day for the uh, Adventure Begins Virtual Trivia. So they switched the day. It used to be, I think, Wednesdays, and now it is Monday at Ooh, 7.30. Okay. Uh, you can find them at twitch.tv slash the R&R nerd at 7.30. This says Wednesday, but it is now Monday. So January 4th, 7.30, new day. So that's, the, that's Get today. Get some virtual trivia. Tonight, yeah, that would be today. Uh, and then Friday, January 8th, is uh, Star Wars Game Night. So, new uh, monthly Star Wars Game Night. Try all the Star Wars related games you've ever wanted to try. Uh, so, they got, like, uh, X-Wing Meetup and some of the other things. that uh, There's so many new Star Wars games at this point. Like, it's hard to keep up with all of them. Well, they got the, they still have the dice game, Destiny. Um... I think that got canceled this year or last year. Oh, did it? Yeah. How did it get so canceled like, last year? Three years ago, it was the hottest selling thing in stores. I, like Star Wars, just can't keep a game. That's very weird. That's odd. Okay, all right. Let's not get fixated on that. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, Saturday, January 9th is the Pokemon Casual Meetup, and as well as the ninth at six p.m. It's it's Hammer Time. Warhammer and tabletop Warhammer meetups are still back. They're still happening. They've been happening for a while now. So come on down, show up your buddies, play some more Hammer. The Adventure Games, Comic Games and more off 1488. Fantastic store, wonderful staff. Come on in, join us for a grand old time. Ooh. Eventually. Someday I'll be out of this world. Grand old time, I like it. Um, Yeah, that's uh, that's weird to me. Cause, well, you know what though, I like all their games, but I don't play them. So, I don't know. Star Wars has had, like, an incredibly rough experience with TCGs. There's, like, I think there's been, like, seven or, like, eight. Well, and in, in previously, BMAC has – I'll tell the story now. I, I feel I feel okay telling the story here. This was years ago. It was a game that wound up going away anyway. But he did have a customer come in, and they were about to start buying pieces for a particular Star Wars game. And BMAX said, honestly, I, I wouldn't. Uh, my feeling is that one's not going to make it. Um, they've already started showing pieces for this other one. You should probably move over to that one if you're going to do one of these two. And sure enough, I think it was about six months later, they did, in fact, cancel that game. Um, ooh, it, was one of the, it was one of the spaceship ones. Um, but yeah, I just I, it really kind of intrigues me, the idea that they can't keep a game. But it's back to 
all their movies go back to the same five characters and they don't know what they're doing. Well, a lot of a lot of times, one one thing that I saw was like, it's hard to keep Star Wars fans because it's like, who do you market to? See, I don't think it should be. Like, I think it should be pretty straightforward who you market to. Like, 20-year-olds, always. But 20-year-olds don't like Star Wars anymore. <laughs> well, but they love The Mandalorian. That's true. That's the thing. Like, they, they do... They would love... They would love it if it was cool. They just screwed up making it cool. And that's their problem, is they don't... They, they don't know the how to... The rule of cool. Also, like, I don't know. Like, as a 20-year-old who plays a absolute metric ton of card games, like... I wouldn't mind playing a Star Wars game. Just none of them have interested me. Um, I'll tell you what's been the impediment for me. The the one I would have played would have been the one with the miniatures on it. Um, two things: a, I don't want to paint stuff. Yeah, like that's why we played B, Hero Clicks. <laughs> yeah, and, and B, the truth of the matter is like. It's too expensive. Yeah. Each of the little guys was like fifteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars. Each of the little boxes of troops is twenty, twenty-five dollars, and you're just like <sighs> it's, I mean it was the same sixty dollars in, I've built my little rebel army. Now who else is playing? Yeah, now you gotta get other people who are interested and willing to spend that much to get in. It's the same thing with like the old it's like the only reason Warhammer, I think, now is successful is because it has such a long history, and people have played for so long. Well, that and also the tournaments. I think tournaments saved Warhammer. Yeah, no, for sure. Because everyone now, basically, every Warhammer player now knows how to run tournaments. Yeah. And so anytime there's a new store opening, somebody walks in within the first day and says, Hey, I'll run your Warhammer tournaments. And they're like, ooh, Warhammer. Listen, well, Warhammer is a, is a walking ATM for every store that can possibly have it. I mean, oh yeah, no, they're so and like they're so expensive. Also, I didn't realize this. They're actually it's more expensive here in the U.S. than it is overseas in like the U.K. Didn't know that. Yeah, it is a British. Well, it's a British based property, isn't it? I think uh, I didn't know that, and I found that out recently. Like, there's actually a pretty significant like difference in the prices. Like, something will come out over there for like fifty pounds, the British pound. And like here, it'll be like ninety dollars, which is not the not the uh, the the exchange rate. See, I wouldn't even know where to begin doing the math on, especially now they got rid of the euro. Forget it; I'll never know what something is in Britain anymore, ever again. I think I think I think it's like it's a, it's I know it's more than a dollar, but it's not much more than a dollar. Well, the euro very quickly was two dollars. Yeah, and then. I think it basically well, even, kind of stayed around there forever, but well, now it's probably worthless. No, nah, yeah, well, now nah, it just doesn't exist anymore. What's the European Union? Like I'm joking, but <laughs> I know, right? I yeah. Okay, all right. So let's do this. 2020 is over. Um, what's the craziest thing that you think happened in 2020? Uh, well, other than the death disease destroying the entire world, uh, I think I'm gonna go. Ooh. I think I'm going to go, like, the worst year of movies I think I've ever seen in my life. Because none of them came out, right? Like, none of them came out, and, like, everything that was, like, supposed to come out was, like, terrible. 
Right, right. Like, well, and they held back a lot of them, too. There were a lot of movies that wound up just not coming out. Yeah. Um, Like, rest in peace, the movie industry, I guess. Nah, they'll be all right. They'll figure it out. Uh, there's too much, there's, I mean, there's too much money there, but, like, it's it's funny how, like, brutal this year has been for them. And here's what's amazing. They're not going anywhere. Nothing changed. No, of course not. There's too much money. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the reality. They know where the money's at. No, they're legitimately too big to fail. What really, what really is going to fail is like independent movie theaters. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I'm, listen, there are victims in all of it, but yeah, as a whole, the industry is not going anywhere. That to me is the amazing thing about like if you want, if we want to have a conversation about like quote unquote the greatness of capitalism, it was like we were on, we were locked down for one month, and all of a sudden, every big company was laying off ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand people, and it was like. So all it took was three bad weeks for everyone to fall apart. Like, how long have we been on this knife's edge and no one ever knew? Well, it's what happens when, like, every day is gas and then all of a sudden someone hits the brakes. It's a little bit jarring. Because well, it's a little jarring, but it's so also... ill-prepared. Exactly. That's the thing is, like... Everyone's, no been, one sit- everyone's been holding the gas and no one put their seatbelt on. So when someone taps the brakes and you go flying... Nobody was prepared. There was something I saw, I read about the. This was two years ago. Two years ago, the uh, S and P, the top one hundred companies, they had like no money in the bank, right, or something like that. Well, they had spent a hundred and twenty percent of cash in on only like three things. It was like stocks, stock buybacks, and like two other things. But there was no; they were spending one hundred and twenty percent of what they were, of what they were making, and it was like okay, and they were doing that over sustained like four to eight year periods of time. So it was like, so there are zero cash reserves in these companies. Yeah, again, all gas. As soon as anyone taps the brakes, you're gonna go, you're gonna crash through your windshield. But if that's our like. Where is our – shouldn't there be a guy whose job it is economically to be regulating or watching that or monitoring? Like, isn't there supposed to be a guy? Uh, I think the, the guy has to be in the company, like not in the government. So, so like, it's not the job of, like, the the Fed to tell companies to – moderate some sense of survival instinct like these are no yeah no their survival is not relevant you don't think so no because like that's a scary idea to me like yeah no it's it's awful no don't get me wrong like it's not that i'm not scared of it it's just that like the government's like well i mean it's your company it's not my fault if you make bad decisions and go die but but it but it We've structured our entire economy on the idea that these companies never go away or fail. And and specifically by that, I mean the bulk of our retirement is in the stock market, like as a nation. So the social, idea that, Social Security is a, a pyramid scheme anyway, so... I'm not even talking about Social Security. I'm talking about just everyone's supposed to get away. Like, so the idea that everyone's supposed to have a 401k, right? But not everyone even has that. No, they don't. But anybody who does... It's in the stock market. Well, I mean, like, and, we assume that, like, like companies get created and fail all the time. Right. Like, that's but not anything new. But publicly traded companies are supposed to be regulated. 
to some degree. They're supposed to be monitored. They're supposed to be recording. Like this is why you're supposed to record the minutes and all these other things. Yeah, like I mean, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. They're trusting you that you don't drive your company into the ground. If one day you said, "Hey, I'm a cell phone company, and we're only selling notebooks from now on, so we're going to trash everything," and your stock plummets to zero, that's just a bad move. <laughs> like you're gonna <sighs> die. <laughs> Okay, but what about things like Enron, where it turns out they were just lying for the last decade? Like, nobody caught it. Nobody nobody caught it, even though everyone should have, because they're supposed to be monitored by well, like again, regulatory bodies. If you're doing something illegal and you get away with it, that like there's kind of nothing you can do about that one. Doesn't that just sound like they should all do it then? I mean, some try. Some get away with it, some don't. I... I... I mean, doesn't it? Like, look, it's it, the same it thing. It sort with... of sounds like they should all be committing crime at that point because you either succeed on a massive scale, or if you fail, your CEO goes to jail for a year. Like, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, and then like, I don't look. I don't have the answers for you. I'm just some guy. But <laughs> it's just very quickly in 2020. This was my biggest thing. Like, okay, the airline industry. We gave them, you know, seventy billion dollars. And they said, thank you. And then the day after the money ran out, they sent their notifying letter to the unions that they were like, hey, we're probably doing layoffs to the tune of, the tune of 30,000 people. It was like, why did you take our $70 billion then? Because they, they needed it to cover themselves. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying, really at the end of the day, is that the economy is run by people. And it doesn't matter how good or bad you think it is. Because it's really all dependent on how someone feels, and you know. What well, that's that's the thing. It really only matters how good you think it is, because that's all that matters, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all it's all emotion. Like, economies aren't isn't numbers. They're it's, not real. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not numbers. It's people, and people are horrible and unreliable. <laughs> and that's sort of the terrifying. I think that this reaffirmed that to me to the point where it's like. I'm okay with looking at new economic models at this point. This is the I am 37. This is the third crash I have lived through. Yeah, but greatest country on the planet. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Greatest economy. Like, yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Totally fine. Well, I mean, considering the only other one that competes with us is also falling apart and the other one's a communist, I don't know. (laughs) Well, what I would just like to see is just actual regulation. Yeah, but like no, we no, no about, one's like, ever going to. Job-killing regulation. No, Let's actually try some of that. No, no, no one's going to agree to that. Because as soon as you say, hey, we're going to regulate, so we're going to need some of that money, they're going to be like, eh, that's tough, buddy. We're just going to leave. <laughs> yeah. No, no dice. We're, we'll keep freewheeling it like we're doing it now, and it'll just crash every eight years. Like, that's pretty good. That's going to be the new market. Every they're just gonna, The crashes are just going to start speeding up more and more and more. Well, I mean, like, every every... I think there's always a depression, like every some odd years. Like things just go down for a while and they go back up because people feel better after being terrible for a well, I think it's every well, I think it well, I think it was, I think the average was every I think twelve to fifteen years, something like along those lines. Yeah. And like the housing but crisis was think, like the really big one because literally so much wealth just vacuumed out of nowhere. <laughs> Exactly. So housing, so tech bubble, housing, was it the uh, oil going the... to zero dollars a barrel. 
dot com bust. And now the coronavirus. Okay, but the last one's a little bit of an outlier, but yeah. But I mean, that's four in ten years. That ten, that's not three of which were economically based. That's not ten years. Yeah, two thousand eight to okay, twelve years. Four in twelve years. Housing was oh eight. Well, the dot com was ninety. Oh, probably oh four. So three in sixteen years. So that's every three in sixteen years or four in sixteen years, depending on how you want to count it. One every four years or one every six years. That that's still not much better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And one of them being like one of the worst crashes in human history. Two of them. What was the second one? The housing and the and the coronavirus. Oh, I'm not counting coronavirus because I'm going to say that's their. Okay, okay, so we don't. Okay, so I'm, then, yeah, I'm, I'm housing, saying like housing is one of the worst ever. Financial like people just being off. Yeah, no, no external outliers. Housing, housing was the worst crash in like 100 years or whatever. Yeah, it was. since the literally the Great Depression. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, there's no coming like. It took it took a long time to get back from that. Yeah, baby. Just in time for something else. That is what you call the folly of man. We we don't learn lessons. That is super true. We don't learn lessons. When um, was the last time? Again, like the best quote. When was there ever you know a story what, you know, about but, gold that wasn't cautionary? But we do it. We do it like with people. Like there's all kinds of gun laws and and kidnap laws and rape laws with people's names attached to them, like the Brady Law, Amber's Law. Like we do this all the time with other stuff, but never with our money. No, because money is an illusion, and there is no such thing as real wealth. Well, I think it's. Be- I think more importantly than that, it's because we're so we're so financially fixated that we can be talked back into it won't happen again. It's not that it won't happen again. It's just that No, but I think that's what we get told time we believe safer. it. I think we do believe it. I think it's more safety and not like this will never happen again. Because that's like all the all the people that are like, oh invest in precious metals the safest commodity or whatever. It's like well there's you know there's not less gold than there was yesterday. No, it's more people investing in it. More people are putting the same. More people are putting more money into the same amount of product, driving the value. Exactly. But you know what is more valuable now? Bitcoin. You know what is more valuable now? Pokemon cards. That's true too. Bitcoin though hit thirty four thousand the other day, and it hit thirty thousand only a couple hours before. That's my favorite. That's my favorite conspiracy theory: is that Bitcoin was actually created by a shadow government to track everyone's purchases. Could have been because the guy who the guy who wrote the paper about it isn't real. So that's kind of a weird thing. He's not real. The guy who created the technologies like doesn't exist anymore. I don't think. Well, no, blockchain technology. The the concepts uh, are very old. So the guy's probably dead. I would suspect. Hope. But using computers and blockchain technology for currency, it was written by a, a guy with a Japanese name who wrote a paper about it, but it turns out that it's a fake name. But that's kind of the point of the idea of cryptocurrencies. You never are supposed to know who, where anything comes but from. But Bitcoin tracks so it. It makes sense it would be written by a fake person. 
Bitcoin what? tracks transactions, though. Like uh-huh. tracing them? I guess in theory you should be able to. No, it does. The... Like you can look at it. Because of the blockchain properties. Yeah, no, it, it tracks every transfer and like exchange. But you don't know who the buyers yeah, no, are. Like they're That's just numbers. The like you'd never like you'd never know, but every transaction is traceable. Yeah, but that's the point of the block. That's that's why it's more verifiable, safe than cash. Well, and then, and then no, the blockchain is that. So, and I think it's so none of them, like not enough of them. Like, there's a definite amount of them. Like you'll never. Uh, there will be at the end. At the end, there's going to be there's a finite number of units that are going to be yeah. created. Um, but the, also the blockchain because each one of them has its own particular sequence. It means it can perpetually be tracked. Yeah. So. Infinitely traceable. It's like traceable, untraceable, kind of weird pseudoscience. Right. It's 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 un it's traceable anonymous money. That doesn't even make like it doesn't it doesn't do you any good to know it went to Colombia if you don't know that it went to a Colombian drug lord. Right. Um. It's a weird thought. All right. So with these last couple minutes here, let's let's do this. Um. The other weird thing about twenty twenty one. Because I did miss movies. I realized I missed them. Yeah. I just... Like, I went to the theater to see Tenet. I just miss going out. Yeah, I do too. I, I miss going to bars and stuff like that. Um, but 2021, the movies uh, are making a comeback. Marvel pushed all their movies back. There's going to be three movies this year. Yeah, Black baby. Widow, Eternals, Spider-Man. DC has got uh, Suicide Squad. This is the this is the gun um, one, right? Yeah, this is James Gunn, and then also um, Dune is going to come out next year. There's a lot of movies, huge movies. Also on Disney Plus, there's three Disney Plus shows that are going to debut, and a four season of Mandalorian. There's a new season of Witcher coming out on Netflix, plus the Umbrella Academy. Oh, Plus the new season of the Umbrella boys. Season two, season three? three, so good. Season three will come out probably. Oh, I was season. talking about season two. Season two was awesome. Oh, season two was amazing. Um, so there's literally going to be something going on nonstop. The year of 2021 is now kind of lined up to be the year of the nerd. Yeah. What are you What are you most excited about with these last couple of months? Oh, man, like at this point, I don't really know. Like. Just anything. Just give me anything. I'll take anything. <laughs> anything. If it's not terrible, I'll be happy. I'm not hard to please. So allegedly, Black Widow and Eternals set up the new phase of Marvel. Ooh, okay. Or maybe it's not Spider-Man. Maybe it's Thor: Love and Thunder. Maybe that's what comes out. That would be the. That would make sense because made sense why they revealed the God Butcher. Gore. Yeah, then maybe that's what it is. So there's three Marvel movies this year, and then maybe, maybe Spider-Man's next year. Spider-Man's next year. Um, but yeah, so I... this These these movies set up the next phase of Marvel, which I think is kind of interesting. I need, I want to know where they're going next. We're going... It's still cosmic. We're going cosmic. I love cosmic stuff. Well, listen. If there's one thing they're going to wind up proving is that Marvel does Star Wars better than Star Wars. Oh, man, why is Star Wars so like close to being good? <laughs> and then then trips over itself yeah. at the end. I don't know. I love the Mandalorian season finale, but even that ultimately proves my hypothesis that it always comes back to the same five characters. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for the Marvel movies. I think those are going to be huge. Uh, I am curious about James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I've never seen something where they basically just keep like no one has stopped hyping up this movie yet. Just remember, Flash will come out eventually. That's true. Uh, also, I want someone to watch and explain Tenet to me because I've seen it and I still don't understand what it is. I I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it looks confusing. I need you to watch it like I need, nine I times. need a PhD to watch that movie. I'm working on it. <laughs> all right. So all that said, that concludes the first episode of 2021. Nerd Thug Radio is going to be here all year hanging out with you. We, Mondays and Fridays, 2 to 3 p.m. on 104.5, 106.1. Always make sure to check out the podcast dropping at 3 p.m. Day, uh, the same day. Um, the sports show is back and refreshed. Uh, Austin Ford and myself hanging out doing sports. Every Wednesday at or every Thursday at two to three p.m. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna try some new stuff this year. We're gonna have some new content. We're gonna try and play around some new ideas. We're gonna stay busy this year. Um, yeah, come hang out with us. This is Nerd Thug Radio on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself. And the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more. Thank you for listening, everybody. And then, as always, stay classy, stay nerdy. Same Nerd Thug time. Same Nerd Thug hour. Uh, fight the power. Black Lives Matter. Thank you, guys. Everybody, be safe. Take care of yourself. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>